I'm Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week, we're on episode 204, and we're asking, how can writers use their local libraries? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. So the reason we're talking about how writers can use their local libraries is for, you know, a couple of reasons. Apparently, February 4th in the UK is Library Day. And if you're in the US or maybe anywhere else, I don't really know. Apparently, February is Library Lovers Month. But also, we've never really talked about libraries on the podcast before, so we thought it might be something fun and different. So we figured the best way to talk to uh, give a shout out to all of our local libraries is to discuss how writers can use them to their advantage. And my first point is, you know, quite obvious. It's a different or quiet environment for you to write in. You can go to the library by yourself, or you can meet up with other writer friends, and you can just have a good writing session. Because I know we've mentioned it in a few other podcast episodes that sometimes when you get into a writing slump or you have writer's block, one of the easiest ways to get out of that is to switch up your environment. So instead of sitting at your desk in your home office, you can go into the living room and sit on the couch or at the dining room table or whatever. But you can also leave the house. You can go to your coffee shop or you can go to the library and it'll be a nice quiet area for you to sit and just give your characters and your novel your undivided attention. And the library, my local library, was recently redone. I say recently, I think it was done in like 2017, 18, 19, I forget. It's a few years ago at this point, but we remodeled it. I say we, as if I did it myself, the the city remodeled it. And we now have like study rooms that are soundproof and they have these special chairs that are also soundproof. And they're really nice because you feel like you're sitting in a throne and you're just like the sides jut out so far that you can't see what's beside you. And you just have this little table in front of you and it's great. So you can book a study room and have some quiet time by yourself or again with some writer friends. Or you can sit at one of the regular tables out on the main floor. And I mean, you can kind of meet new people that way as well. First of all, that sounds brilliant. I want those sorts of chairs. That sounds awesome. Our, our library is tiny. It's like a little tiny thing. Um, there's almost no books. It's like really small. You know, you usually have books around the sides, all around the walls and everything. No, we've got like five uh, stacks in the middle of the library and that is it. Um, but yeah, I would like to point out, definitely check with what's going on in your local library. And I say that because we went to the library um, and they had a quartet playing, which was great. Went so, sat with a quartet um, from the orchestra and it was brilliant. It was like an hour and something. And it was really nice. But I can imagine if someone had not been aware that that was happening and turned up to do like studying, listening to all the violins and everything going <laughs> Probably would have been a bit intense. So yeah, um, and, and I think ours has like um, a time for like little kids, um, like some sort of like reading time. And we've been in there to get books at that time. And those kids are so noisy, lovely, but noisy. And because our library is tiny, you would never be able to get any quiet time there. So yes, very quiet as long as you don't go all the time when there's a quartet or a kid screaming or anything like that. 
Okay, see, now my library, we have different sections. Like there's a separate children's room where they do the story time and the readings and there's like a little Lego table and they have they have their own computers where they have like those educational PC games and things like that. So they're they're like on the first floor or I guess technically it's like, yeah, no, it's the first floor. So they have their own separate area and like all the adult stuff is on the top floor so that like you're you're separated enough we also have a teen section as well and they they actually have like a tv in there and set up for video games and things like that just so that it's like a, it's supposed to be like a safe space for teenagers to go after school and things like that so that kind of brings me to my next point is that you can look at the type of events that your library has and this can be for book readings and signings with your favorite authors, or you can join a book club or a writing club, or, you know, you can probably set one of those up yourself if, you know, obviously you got to talk to the library and figure out how to do that. But that's where my writing group came from uh, years and years ago. It started at my library and um, we still keep in touch to this day. So it's not only does it help your writing, but it also helps you socialize and get out of the house a little bit, which I know is a little bit scary. None of us really like to do that, but you know, it helps. And you can, you can meet new writer friends, which is always, which is always a plus because writing can be very lonely, especially if you work from home and you do everything at home. So yeah, the, you can use the events and there's also like different events for, um, I can't really think of any examples at the top of my head, but the quartet is really cool. And that's actually what I was going to respond to before I went on this little tangent is that if you work well with that type of music, then, hey, that would be ideal to go to the library and write with all of that in the background. Uh, maybe not so much the kids running amok, but eh, to each their own. But yeah, you can have different events at the library and they can, um, like I know... At my library, I think there's a knitting club. I mean, if you don't know how to knit and one of your characters does, you can join the knitting club for a little bit, or maybe they'll let you sit in on it on a for like a session or two and teach yourself how to knit so that you know how to properly convey that on paper when your character knits. I don't know, that's kind of a weak example, but hopefully you guys get what I mean. To be fair, if you write cozy mysteries, like there's usually some sort of like hobby isn't it so knitting crocheting baking so that's that's not a bad thing and what is it with knitting because our library has like a knitting and natter um day where people go and they have cups of tea and they, they knit and they just and it's, it's very social it's just i don't think people learn how to knit they already know how to knit and they just like chatter and then on another day they'll come and they'll lay after that and sell it you know so there'll be lots of like little baby hats and, and other knit. i don't know what people knit um, but yeah, so it's, it's just another way. It's always knitting. Knitting is always the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a universal thing that people already know, or it's something that they want to learn. Uh, I think it's just one of those things that later in life, at the very latest, you're like, oh, I should like, it's like gardening almost. Like, I know a lot of people garden, but it's usually not until you're retired that people get really into it and get a green thumb and stuff. Um, I know like more and more people have been into gardening lately, so it's probably a lousy example, but it's just like one of those things that it's, I don't know, it's like generational in a, in a way, but also like my cousin, she crochets and she knits all the time because she has to be doing something with her hands all the time, no matter what she's doing. So it's, you can utilize 
the events at the library for whatever. And even, even if it's not even writing related, you can, it's still a fun place to go to and meet new people and try new things. With that said, this is going to be really obvious, but you can use your library for research purposes because hello, books. There's lots and lots of books all around you and they are all about different topics and wonderful things that you can teach yourself and learn. And I mean, maybe there's a writing craft section in the library. I think there is in mine, like the reference section or whatever it's called. It might be called the reference section. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but you can learn about writing. You can learn about anything you want. And while you're at it, befriend your librarians because they have more knowledge in certain subjects and other areas and they may also have connections with other people that may be able to help you with whatever you're trying to learn about and whether that's for you or for your novel or something else who's to say but yeah I mean that's kind of the most obvious thing about for writers using their local library use it to read books and to check them out and also to you know actually talk to your librarians because you need a master's degree to be a librarian. And so they actually know their stuff. A few of my friends are librarians. So they like they know it. Talk to them. They're they're people too. I think that's a really good point, especially because there's a lot of other things that the libraries have to offer. And it's not always clear. But if you're friendly with librarians, they're really good at like making sure you're aware of all the other options and things and then like, oh, this is a good time. Oh yeah, you know, the color printer is free for you guys if you do it on this day. And things like that. Yeah, exactly. And they know weird stuff too. Maybe that's just my friends. Maybe that's just my friends. But I mean, they they just have like this weird knowledge of random facts that you're like, hey, you might be able to use it for your books or for anything. This kind of, go I'm jumping around here. This kind of goes, another way you can use your local library is to kind of help yourself get into more of a writing routine and it'll help you carve out writing time and this is especially if you work from home because it's difficult to differentiate your home life and your work life if you work from home because yeah you can do it in your pajamas but then your brain gets confused and everything kind of meshes together and you kind of it's it can be difficult to stay on task and like end work at a certain time of day or if you're home all day, you could say, oh, well, I should do this first. I can get my writing done later. And I know everybody has a different writing routine. Everybody works differently. But if you can try to write at the same time or the same day every week, it can help. It can help your brain. Maybe your brain doesn't work that way and that's okay, but it might help. And if you go to a different area, like the library, it'll kind of train your brain that, oh, the library is a place where I can do research and I can write and I can just have quiet time and focus on my manuscript. I keep thinking I need to go to the library to do more writing, mainly because um, for some reason my cats have got to that age now where if they don't see me for like an hour, they're outside the door crying and screeching and wanting attention. Um and I don't understand it because I thought cats were supposed to like sleep for like 12 hours or 20 hours and they don't. So I kept thinking, well, if I go out of the house and go into a different location, but every time I got to the library so far, there's been something on. Hence why I said, make sure you keep an eye out what's on because you don't want to go in the middle of some slam poetry reading. 
you know, when you're trying to focus. <laughs> or there's not, like again, ours is a very small library, so there's not that many tables. So if you go and there's all the tables are being used, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit on the floor and <laughs> be in everybody's way. So yeah, it's uh, I definitely need to try that. <laughs> People have done that though. They have sat on the floor. And I think that's why they added the study rooms in my library. You have to book them in advance. You can't just go and see if one of them is free and they're locked. Like when you get in, you need to um, show your library card and uh, like not everybody can just walk in and use them, which pretty much everybody has a library card. So I guess technically everybody can use them. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of it's I think it's also it also helps you. I know I've mentioned this already, but it helps you meet new people. Like I go to the bookstore a couple of times a month to write. And I always go the same day a week and the same time during that day. So all the workers that are there, it's the same workers every time I'm there. So I know them and we chit chat and like they know my coffee order and everything. But then also like the other patrons that are sitting around doing work they're all the same people too. They're all in the same routine. They go there every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And I don't talk to any of them, but the option is there if you feel like socializing and you feel like branching out a little bit. I don't, but maybe you will. Who's to say? Uh, but that'll be the same thing with the library too. If you go at the same time, it like if you find out that you can't get a table, there might be a specific day that the library is just kind of dead. And you can go there and if you you can end up getting your same spot every time because we're all creatures of habit. Let's be real here. If you, like in school, if your teacher didn't assign you seats, you would pick a seat and sit down and you would be there for the entire year. It's just this unwritten rule that everybody is in agreement about. If I pick my seat and I am there, then nobody else can have the seat. And finally, the library can also help you with tech stuff. They can help you with a lot of things, but especially tech stuff. If you are, if you don't have a printer at your home, the library has a printer. If your laptop broke or something, hopefully it didn't, the library has computers. If you're stuck on something, trying to figure out a specific program, or if maybe the library has a program that you don't at home, you can go there and utilize that. A lot of times I think it costs money. Like if you use their printer, I think it costs like a certain amount of cents to, because, you know, paper costs money and things like that. But for the most part, it is, it's just easy access. Like, yeah, you might have to pay, but it is easy access and you can do pretty much anything that you could do at home. You can also do at the library. That's true. Yeah. I have to admit, um, we, our library has an A3 printer and an A3 laminator because the last thing I want to do is have to buy an A3 printer for the few times I need to print A3 or a giant laminator because I don't laminate that often that needs to be A3 and it's kind of nice not having to go well I'm going to have to buy this and it's going to have to lurk around my house it's like nope I go to the, the library and, and do that and while I appreciate this episode is called what writers can use their local libraries for I am just going to throw in it's useful to use your library because it is a great resource. And the more people use it, the more they stay around. I mean, there's been all over the world where libraries end up getting like tanked and just like closed down. Uh, before the pandemic, there was a big push on a lot of libraries in the UK that seemed to just vanish. 
a lot of the services went down or they like amalgamated small libraries in different towns into one giant one that was miles away. So definitely use your library if you can. Support your library. Um, you can support writers because, you know, if you if you can't or, or if you're unable to afford all the books, especially if there's so many books, you can uh, order it from the library. Um, that obviously helps authors when it gets pulled through and they, like, they show that there's um, interest in that book. Also, if you read it and you love it, you can then go buy it. I have to admit, I do like using the library as a kind of checker to like make sure it's like, what if I'm not going to show if I like this book? Rather than buying it straight off, I'll get it from the library, read it, and if I like it, I will buy the paperback because I love paperback copies. And it just, it it stopped me from spending a lot of money on books that I ended up not liking. <laughs> so, um, and again, same with like reference books. You know, some of these reference books are huge and you don't want a huge book in your bookshelf taking up space when you can get several books in that space instead. So <laughs> you go down to the library. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely be supportive of the library. It's really useful and not just for yourself. The more people use it and keep the library active, it's good for people who need it who maybe don't have computers and Wi-Fi and need it for like finding jobs or um, social groups for uh, like older people who maybe don't have the social groups they used to have, but the library offers that. So yeah, definitely be supportive of your local library. You know, don't say you have to go every day, but if you've got a library in your town, you know, sign up for it, try a few things, just, yeah, try and keep them active. No, that's actually a really, really good point and a lovely message to end this episode on because everybody should utilize their libraries whenever they can, whether it's for your manuscript or if it's just for fun or, yeah, if you want to save a little money and not buy books and you want to test them out first. I do agree. If you if you get a book from the library and you enjoy it and you definitely want a copy, you, you should buy it after because that supports the author even more, but it's also supporting the library uh, because libraries are seriously underfunded and stuff. And it's just, it's a great free resource. It doesn't cost anything to get a library card. It doesn't cost anything to just go there and use all of the wonderful things that they have to offer. So if you have a library in your area, definitely go, even if it's just like once a month or once every other month and just browse. You don't even need to get anything. Just go and like, just have some interest in it because uh, they really are useful. And as for the writing reference books, though, I will admit, or for any reference book, I will admit I do enjoy getting those from the library because those can be pricey if you get them from a bookstore or Amazon or wherever. But when it comes to reference books, I like being able to like tab certain pages. So if you get them from the library, I will take, I'll read it and I'll take notes in a separate notebook, but it is kind of nice to have like your own copy of them so you can tab it and have easy access to it, whatever you want. But there are work, there are workarounds. You use your library, people. That's the, that's the whole point. Just use your library, writing, reading, anything else, socializing, probably not, but you know, use your library. With that, we're just going to turn it over to you guys. Do you go to your library often? If not, you should. We release a new episode every Wednesday. <laughs> Next week, we're discussing motivation to keep writing. To ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. And as always, thank you for listening to the Mary Writer Podcast. We will see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Writing Distractions. We're stalling on our whips. Music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.